0: The will is not in trouble because it's from another state. It's only in trouble or you could run into issues because it doesn't follow the rules of the state that you live in. Okay, So you want to make sure your documents are compliant with the new state's rules as well. Do you know what
1: will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your
2: host, Ben George. Welcome into to Complete Estate Planning, I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer, the estate planning attorney and the owner at Rosenbauer Law Office. Right there, they have an office in Westchester serving Cincinnati, southern Dayton, some areas in between, and today we're talking a, a topic that a lot of people are asking about when they have an estate plan or thinking about getting an estate plan. What happens if I move? What happens if I retire and decide to go somewhere else or a new job or, you know, we live in this era, work from home, you can go live wherever you want and work in many cases. So what happens to your estate plan? Does it hold up? What changes do you need to make? We're going to talk through all that today on the podcast. Nick, welcome in. How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing good, Ben. How about yourself? I'm doing well.
2: Doing well. Um, I don't know how much moving comes up with your clients. Is this a is this a pretty big topic of conversation for a lot of people? Because I would assume, I mean, Ohio is a great place to live, but I would assume a lot of people might move south, especially when they retire, or look for a different location, or maybe even just move across the border into Kentucky, or vice versa. Well.
0: Well, you got it, Ben. And the big thing here is I get a lot of questions about this, particularly now during the colder weather months. Uh, I'm I'm sure that's not a coincidence. I think the low – it's like 30 degrees or something right now as we're recording this. And I checked my weather app on my phone, and tonight the low is going to be 12 or 13 or Ooh, something oof. like that. Now. I prefer the cold weather myself, but I am I am in the, let's say I'm in the minority around here because I get the worst allergies in the world. and frankly, when all the plants are dead, uh, allergies aren't nearly as bad. So so that works good for me, but I have a number of clients. From my clients, it seems like South Carolina and Florida are the most popular. Destinations, I think, for for my clients. Oh, Hilton Head. Yeah, absolutely. Myrtle Beach, yes. Myrtle Beach, yeah, it's a little more crowded, uh, I guess, a little more populated and a little busier. Because I know for me, vacation, I want to relax. Some people want to do things like to me, you know, Myrtle Beach is just a busy, loud version of Hilton Head. Uh with more traffic they both have excellent golf but i want to get up play a fancy course you know maybe see some alligators or pelicans or you know some neat stuff on the course but not too close to me you know play play a course that i can't play at home and then sit by the ocean but in the shade those of you that you know met me in person you know i'm as pale as they come, and, and the red hair certainly doesn't help with uh, the sun protection. <laughs> <clears throat> but I want to get up, play some golf, and then sit in the shade by the beach, read a book. It's the greatest thing in the world. Um, so I, I have a number of clients. Florida, obviously, is a huge retirement destination. It's a huge destination for second homes or you know vacation homes, and also just for vacations in general. And I have a lot of my clients, it seems... Every year when the weather gets cold they get tired of it and my favorite I have a number of clients right now they'll actually email me uh, pictures you know from I've had people legitimately take a cell phone picture you know with their feet in the sand and a and, and, a, <laughs> and a beer um, and the ocean and the sun and they'll send me an email and say it's 81 degrees today how's Ohio they, <laughs> They Delete. think they're funny. Yeah, right. They think they're <laughs> funny. But but anyway, no, I, I get this question a lot. Also, we have a number I'm in the, the Cincinnati Dayton area, we have a number of pretty large employers. And so we have right. a lot of people, Kroger, Procter gamble General Electric, Wright Pat Air Force Base. So there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of good, reputable, stable, large companies that I have clients who who move here for a job. So they do the opposite. They come from somewhere else, and they'll come here. So yeah, we get that question a lot. Obviously, with jobs, it happens all the time. And now with work from home, Ben, I think you're right. There's probably a lot of people saying, Mm -hmm. I can live wherever the heck I darn well please Mm -hmm. and still keep the job I have. Where do I really want to live now that I don't have to drive to work every day? So we get that a lot. I would say definitely the cold weather. So after Christmas, usually until about March is probably when we get the most of those questions and and for obvious reasons.
2: Okay. Makes sense. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Some things to be considering because we talk about it all the time. You know, state planning is not just, hey, let me get this done and it's over with, right? You're always kind of changing things, making adjustments and that comes into play when you move. So we're going to dive into that here in just a second. I'll remind you, too, though, Cincinnatiestateplan.com is the website. You'll find all of our podcasts there, but also Nick's done a really good job of kind of building it out with just information and education. So even if you, you, know, you haven't done this yet or you do have an estate plan, but you just kind of want to learn, maybe see where you maybe have a couple of downfalls or shortcomings. You can get on there, Ohio's complete guide to estate planning, the five essential documents of a complete estate plan, all great places to start and kind of be thinking about this. But if you haven't acted and don't have an estate plan, um, you know, now is a great time to be thinking about taking that step and kind of securing your future, estateplan.com. But also call Nick, if you'd prefer, 513-463-6789, that, and go to the website, just clicking that button on the front that says, set up a consultation. Easiest way to get in touch with Nick and kind of start that process. So let's talk about moving. And I guess the first question that comes to mind, and the, literally the basic question is, okay, I'm going to move, Nick. Is this going to be a problem for my estate plan? Will it impact
0: me? Well, the, the short answer is maybe. And I guess that's uh, that's the perfect lawyer answer. Uh, we all learned that in law school. If you move somewhere, maybe a new city, but if you're in the same state as before, then you moving just in and of itself should not be an issue. Um, estate planning rules are statewide. There's some federal rules you have to deal with, but most of the variances are state-to-state. So if I move yeah. from Cincinnati, Ohio to Dayton, Ohio, I'm still following Ohio's rules. Now, it's still a good idea to tell you're an attorney— at least do a review at that point if nothing else you want to make sure that uh, when your attorney sends you a letter or some information it goes to you and he doesn't accidentally send it to the person who bought your house Hmm. so it's still it's still a good idea to do a checkup if you move to a new state you'll absolutely need a review you may need some changes Um, again it, it depends on what you may or may not need or what the scope of it is, but anytime someone moves across the state line, you definitely need to have a conversation with the attorney at that point. One thing that people you know, don't realize, and we'll get a little constitutional law in here uh, for you for a second, but under the full faith and credit clause of the Constitution, from a state planning standpoint, documents that are validly and properly and legally executed in one state cannot automatically be voided just by crossing into a state line. So you can't have a rule in Kentucky that says anything executed in Ohio is automatically invalid in Kentucky. So you, you can't okay. do that. They have to recognize and you know basically grandfather in, to an extent, something that was done somewhere else. So think of it this way. If Ohio is okay with it, we're okay with it. But that's, that's misleading. There's a number of times this still may not work um, because I didn't say it automatically is allowed. It just means you can't automatically void it. Okay, So there's a number of different things to consider here is what are the rules in the new state that you live in? So if I cross into Kentucky, or let's just say any state, so I move to a new state, my documents are not automatically void, but let's say the state that I came from says a will only needs a notary, but the new state says you need three witnesses to sign your will. Ah. Well, you could be in trouble there. The will is not in trouble because it's from another state, It's only in trouble or you could run into issues because it doesn't follow the rules of the state that you live in. Okay, so you want to make sure your documents are compliant with the new states rules as well, even though they're not automatically voided just by crossing state lines. Does that does that distinction make sense?
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay. So that's the first piece. Some states don't allow certain things within an estate plan so there are certain states that will allow you to do things one way and there are other states that will not allow you to do it so if you started out in a state that allows you to do something and then you move into a state where you can't do that theoretically it could cause problems uh, with your your plan or that document Not to get too technical, but a good example that we run into a lot is the state of Florida does not allow a security clause in their wills or trusts known as a no contest clause, uh, which basically uh, prohibits anyone from inheriting from a plan if they contest the will or challenge the trust. So it's basically a way to try to keep people from fighting. Florida doesn't, Ohio allows you to do it. Florida does not. So if you go from Ohio to Florida, that may need to at least be removed from your plan because it doesn't follow the new state's rules. Um, And then of course the flip side of that, let's say you move from Florida to Ohio, there might be new opportunities or new things that you can do, new strategies that you can take advantage of that you could not take advantage, maybe weren't on the table in your previous state. So if you move from Florida to Ohio and you have concerns about family fighting or challenging the will or something like that, now you have the ability to put that security element in when down in Florida, you you did not have the ability to do that. Okay. The, the next thing to look at is the healthcare directives or the medical documents. These are the documents that, Authorize someone to make decisions on your behalf if you get sick. Talk to the doctors, communicate with them. Also, access your information, uh, your medical information, so they can make the best decisions. And it's more of a, Ben. It's more of a practical thing than anything else, because the people who review these are usually non-attorneys. Okay, so that's why most states standardize them so think about it this way if you're on the emergency room operating table you know you're here in uh, Westchester Ohio uh, that Ohio doctor does not have time to call the in-house counsel so the hospitals legal team and try and figure out what the heck your health care directives say because they're from South Dakota So my guess is that emergency room doctor has never or rarely seen the South Dakota healthcare power of attorney. And so they probably don't know what they're looking at and they probably can't interpret it, but Ben, we don't have a whole heck of a lot of time for that. Um, Yeah. So you run into trouble. Look, the, the documents are not void, but if it were me and I tell my clients I would want the directives, I would want the medical documents that that doctor sees all day, every day. So there's no question, there's no delays. And if someone needs to make a decision, so for me it would be my wife, she can make the decision, no questions asked, the doctor looks right at it and says, great, I've seen these all the time, says Alicia Rosenbauer's in charge of everything. Got it. And, and that's the problem with these is because, like I said, non-attorneys so the, the the surgeon you know in the operating room is the person who needs to you know who finds the emergency and then says hey we need to talk to someone and make a decision right now you don't have time to get in house counsel so basically it's not illegal but i think practically speaking to make sure that there's no delays there's no problems with your care in an emergency situation i would want those doctors to have no issue interpreting my wishes or my plan if it's a situation where i can't speak for myself now if you're in cincinnati and you move right across the river to newport again this is a gray area i could make a good argument that the doctors there have seen enough Ohio health care power of attorneys because the state of Ohio is legitimately a mile away. I think the risk is significantly lower than if it was somewhere from Montana. Just something to keep in mind. that's that's all your comfort level and that's it's almost how comfortable are you that you'll be cared for and there won't be any delays. So again, if you're moving right across the river to Northern Kentucky, when Cincinnati, Ohio is five minutes away, there's a much better chance that they have seen the Ohio health care documents than if you moved here from Oregon, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it does, definitely.
0: But again, it's a, it's a gray or it's a sliding scale. I think the further you get away from the state, my guess is down in Louisville, Kentucky or Lexington, Kentucky, they, they probably don't see a heck of a lot of the Ohio health care directive so I think the the risk the, the risk gets higher there and then the last thing to keep in mind why did you move okay so if you moved maybe because you changed jobs maybe because you left a job and retired and then what what happened what are the other cir- circumstances alongside that that Ben you and I've talked about before did we change banks did we buy a new house? Did we change insurance agents to someone local? Did we change our financial advisor? Does the new job have a new 401k plan or uh, a new employee life insurance policy? So most of the time you're looking at new accounts, new assets, maybe a new house. So if nothing else, you want to make sure that those are properly coordinated with your estate plan the title set up right the beneficiaries are set up right and that's one of the reasons i to go back to the previous comment where even if you stay within the same state why did you move and and what changes even from accounts or assets happen because of the move so you want to make sure that those still line up with your plan and you definitely want your attorney to be aware of that
2: Okay. So a lot of things to consider. If you are moving, um, a lot of things to be thinking about and a lot of issues to uh, to have in mind. So if you are moving though, first step, talk to your attorney. And if you don't have one, speak to one. If you want to talk to Nick about this, about a move that you might be making, or you just finished a move and you want to make sure your your plan now is up to date. Maybe you didn't have an attorney before, or you just did something online and now you've moved. You want to double check things. Reach out to Nick. It's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. There's a link on the front just to schedule a consultation for your family. You can do so very easily. Right, Nick? And then what's that process look like once they've reached out and and scheduled that consultation?
0: Uh, Absolutely. So we we make it as easy as possible. I will say right now, and everyone's doing this, but with the the virtual options and and Zoom and phone calls and video chats – we've become more flexible than ever everyone has different comfort levels so the first thing to do like I said is is most likely there's a little button there on the on the on our main web page there just schedule a quick phone call with me we can hop on the phone I'll give you a call answer any questions that you have any any specifics maybe from from the show or maybe some information that you've gotten and then we'll go through a couple things I'll, I'll do my best to understand some basics about your situation and if this is something we can help you with and you know you're you're ready to sit down we'll, we'll sit down either in person or we can certainly do a video meeting and go through some questions i'll i'll start off by doing my best to get a background and understand your family your situation what's important to you you'll certainly have an opportunity to ask questions yourself and then we'll, we'll lay out some options, and I, I, I treat it almost as being a tour guide, if that makes sense. So I try to do my best to understand what's going on your situation, because I'm, I'm not a big believer in the drive-through fast food warehouse, you know, estate plans where everyone gets the same darn thing. So we try to understand what's important to you, and then lay out your options. The pros, the cons of each, you know, what the time is, how much cost, how much work will be involved. And then hopefully, you know, you can make an informed decision on, you know, if we we're able to come up with something that makes sense and and what's right for you. Okay. It's not necessarily just the, the attorney pointing his finger at you and, and telling you what you need to do because the big bad attorney said so. <laughs> and, and Ben, to be honest, I think I think the family needs to be involved. Uh, as well. So, you know, if if you're, if we're doing a plan for you and your family and your money and your children, I think you need to understand the plan and understand what's going on and be comfortable with it because, and I tell people, ultimately, I'm here to give you good advice and help out, but you need to be able to sleep at night and be happy with it. So we we do our best. It's an education approach, you know, basically try to find out everything that we can and then lay out all your options and then hopefully allow you and your family to make some sort of informed decision from there.
2: Very good. Well, thanks for laying that out for us, Nick. And hopefully this episode has helped you out if you are moving or know somebody that's moving or thinking about moving. Hopefully this gives you some things to think about and hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, hit subscribe for us. We'd appreciate that. We appreciate all the feedback we've gotten recently. Been a lot of of people listening and we do appreciate everyone that takes a few minutes and, and takes some time to listen to our shows. We do appreciate it. Nick, thank you for your time. Uh, I'll look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks.
0: Absolutely, Ben. Stay, stay safe. And for everyone, uh, for all of my Ohio clients' sake, uh, hopefully the weather warms up here a little bit. I know apart from me, just about everyone's rooting for it.
1: The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in West Chester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.